that reality. Two people in this room. Okay. I, I believe with your faith. Right, and if it's your first time in youth, my name is Pastor Josh. I think, that's, yeah, there we go. Youth Pastor me, Josh Natalsfano. There it is. At Josh Natalsfano at Instagram, whatever, doesn't matter. So, sorry, if it, uh, I can see here uh, who's here from St. Joe's. Woo! I see that row. That is amazing. I, I, it's so good. I've been praying that you would be here. So good. You might be thinking, what the heck is Josh talking about? You know what? I see it in faith. I, I, I should be on this side. How's it going there, St. Joe's? Woo! How's it going there, Navigator College? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of guys from Navigator College. How's it going, Port Lincoln High School? Oh, there we go. But you know what? I have faith to believe that we're not going to need that wall, that we are going to see in our lifetime people from St. Joe's, people from the Port Lincoln High School. I love the high, um, uh, are here, sorry, Navigators and St. Joe's, but we're going to see them all. We're going to have a, a youth ministry, but it's not just one high school, but it's every high school because that's the move of God that we're going to have in our city. Amen. Okay, so we've just finished a series on discipleship and... Dating. Can everyone give me a, a whistle? There you go. There's a whistle. And I, I felt God has been speaking to me about what should we share for the next half of the year. And I really feel that God has put on my heart the, the, uh, a thing on to talk about last days. Everyone say that. Last days. Last days. And so from here on out, unless God gives me something super fresh that this is the net I need to speak on. I've got messages lined up from now to the end of the year to talk about this concept of last days. So last days. But um, there's two kinds of people. So I'm going to do it. We're going to do a little bit uh, a room pop quiz. And so if it's you, stand up. If it's you, sit down. And don't sit, don't not participate because you have to be one or the other. Because there's only two kinds of people. All right. There's goody goodies and there's cheeky naughties. If you're a cheeky naughty, can you stand up in this place? If you're a cheeky naughty, stand up. Or if you're goody goody, so the cheeky naughties, let's give them a, let's give them a little bit of a, oh, we've got a few cheeky naughties in here. All right, sit down. So that therefore means a goody goodies the rest of you. Stand up, can I see the goody goodies? Oh, look at all these angels. Can you see the halos in this place? All right, take a seat, guys. Sorry, there's two types of people on this planet. Goody goodies and cheeky naughties. Who, who wants to have kids? Who wants their kids to be goody goodies or cheeky naughties? Stand up if you want cheeky naughty kids. Yep. And stand up if you want goody goody chi- goody goody kids. Ah, oh, that's it. No one wants a headache. So, goody goodies love the rules. Cheeky naughties break the rules. Ooh, who, who loves to just test the line? There's a line. Can I can I test that line? Noah does. Naughty, you cheeky naughty boy. So I was a goody goody. I love the rules. I hate getting in trouble. Does anyone else here hate getting in trouble? The cheeky naughty, you gotta yell at someone. You right, you yell at them and they're like, hmm. and goody goody, you yell at them and they're like, oh no, I've been crushed. It's like this is this is probably a bit too old. You might be too young for this. Have you seen Millie of Dire of a Wimpy Kid? And there's that. I think it's the one where they go to. I don't know which movie it is, but it's the one where they go to the um, the, sh- the the ride and Rally s- finds out that Greg's been using his toothbrush to clean the dog poo off his shoe. You know that you know that movie? Yeah, yeah. And then um, Rally's like, they almost yelled at me, and he's like heartbroken. Rally was a goody goody, 
right? That's why I went. I should keep to my notes. So I am a goody-goody, and I hate getting in trouble. Now, I, who, who was at Youth Alive the last two years? Who's been to Youth Alive the last two years in Adelaide, right? So in that building, that building is called Influencers Paradise. That's where the Church of Influencers Paradise gather on a Sunday to, to meet, which is cool. But um, in that building, so who, who knows a Planet Boom song? Anyone got a favourite Planet Boom song? Yeah, Eric, what is what? You, me, that's us, right? So Planet Boom writes some cool songs. But Planet Boom is a youth ministry of a church called Planet Shakers. Now, Planet Shakers wasn't always a church in Melbourne. Oh, there's a mouse. Actual. Sorry for distracting you all. <laughs> so, sorry, get, get the attention back. The Holy Spirit comes like a dove in Jesus. Does he come like a mouse in church? Sorry, I got so distracted. Cheeky naughty mouse. Cheeky naughty mouse. Uh So, sorry. So, Planet Shakers was a church, uh, is a church in Melbourne now, but it started as a conference in Adelaide. So, like when we go to Youth Alive, Planet Shakers used to be the equivalent of that when I was a kid. So, when I was a little fella, Planet Shakers was this conference in Adelaide in the same venue that we meet in Youth Alive, right? And so, picture this is the stage there for those that have been to Adelaide at Youth Alive. Somewhere around here, there was many more rows, as you remember in Youth Alive, there was many more rows. Somewhere around here, my dad was my position. He was a youth pastor. And so rather than all coming in a bus together, they came in all separate cars. So there was a few different arrival rates. And so all of his youth ministry was sitting here, and he saw some others that come late coming through the door. So what does he do? He get up on the chair, and he's like, hey, you, yes, yes, no, over here, right? He's... He's calling over their attention to come and sit with the crew. Then one of the ushers, one of the people that are like, they're like, hey, you, get off the chair. You're not allowed to be on the chair. And then I'm seeing this as a goody-goody kid going, Dad, they're telling you off. Dad, you're doing the wrong thing. You can't do that, Dad. No. And I start bawling my eyes out crying because I had this secondhand offense. I carried this secondhand guilt from my dad. I had this secondhand shame where I'm like, Dad, you're doing the wrong thing. You're going to get in trouble. You might end up in jail. As a little kid, my logic was all messed up because I was a goody-goody, right? And I carried this secondhand offense that wasn't mine to carry, but it was my dad. And we're going to find a piece of scripture where someone carried a secondhand offense. Well, like me, for my dad going, Dad, you're doing the wrong thing. You're being naughty. Someone in this... Scripture had the same kind of mentality. And that is in the book of Numbers, chapter 11. I think it's going to be on the screen for us. Uh, Thank you, Larissa. Can everyone give Larissa a clap? So we're going to read this. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Has my arm lost its power? Now you'll see whether or not my word comes true. So Moses went out and reported the Lord's words to the people. He gathered the 70 elders and stationed them around the tabernacle. Can everyone say 70 elders? Wow, that's a lot of elders, isn't it? 70 elders. At youth, we got three leaders. Israel had 70 elders. So I'm believing for 70 leader days, hey? Now, does anyone know what a tabernacle is? It's a tent. It's a tent, right? So it's a, the tabernacle is a tent that housed this thing called the Ark of the Covenant. What was the Ark of the Covenant? It was where the Spirit of God dwelt. And so the, the God was restricted to, a, to an Ark, this little box, but now the Holy Spirit is available for all of us. But so the, the, 
the tabernacle was a tent that housed the presence of God and also where religious ceremonies were done, right? So that's what the tabernacle is. So, and the, so all these leaders have come to the place of religious significance for the ancient Israel. So then, uh, 25, and the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to Moses. Then he gave the 70 elders the same spirit that was upon Moses. And when the spirit rested on them, they prophesied. But this never happened again. Interesting. So the spirit of God wasn't just on Moses, he was on all the leaders, but this never happened again. Two men, Eldad and Medad. They're interesting names, Eldad and Medad. Had stayed behind in the camp. They broke the rules. These boys were cheeky naughties. They, they, and they were listed among the elders. But they had not gone out to the tabernacle. Yet the spirit rested upon them as well. So they prophesied there in the camp. A young man ran and reported to Moses. Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And so this young man was Joshua, son of Nam, who had been Moses' assistant assistant since his youth, protested, Moses, my master, make them stop. But Moses replied, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them all. Mm. So we had 70 leaders, elders, Eldad, and then, so there's 68 at the tabernacle, goody goodies, but two, Eldad and Medad, being chicky naughties, stayed at the camp and Joshua had a second-hand offense. Joshua had this second-hand jealousy for Moses' sake. He's gone, Moses, they're not following the rules. Moses, they're not doing what's required. And then Moses says, I wish that, oh, Joshua, you got the wrong attitude. Don't be offended about this. Don't be jealous for this. This is my desire. My desire isn't for the everyone that follows the rules. My desire isn't for everyone that does the right thing. My desire is for people, good and bad, to be filled with the Spirit. My desire, my dream, my wish is that even the people that are most likely chicken naughties would have the power of God come upon them. And you might be in this room going, you know what, I keep making dumb choices. I keep making dumb decisions. I keep doing silly things and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. But can I tell you, and even for right now, we could mention names of people. Why aren't they here tonight? I believe that the same spirit that can come upon you tonight can come upon them right where they are and move in their life. So tonight's title, as I said, we're going to do a new series, a new collection of talks called Last Days. But today's, so Last Days, Moses' Dream. Moses' Dream. Moses had a dream that all people would be filled with the Spirit. Moses had a dream that it didn't matter whether you follow the rules perfectly or not, that people would have an encounter with heaven, that people would have an encounter with God, and that would change how they talk. It would change how they interact with people, right? Moses had a dream, and, and, I, and so this is what's awesome, right? So if you, for those that have a physical Bible on them, we're going to go to the book of Luke, chapter 24, and we're going to see, uh, so Jesus has died on the cross, and then he rose again. Why do we know that? Because people went to his tomb to put special smells on him so he didn't stink. And then like, uh, uh, spoiler, Jesus isn't there anymore. So Jesus has vanished. And then Jesus comes back and starts, he sees his disciples and they're like, yo, it's me, Jesus. And they're like, prove it. And he goes, all right, put your finger in the hole of my hand. 
Now, I don't know about you, but that is super creepy. If Jesus just rocks back up and he goes, hey, I'm Jesus, prove it, Jesus. Here's my little, my chest hole. Poke your finger in there. And Thomas, like people call Thomas like Daddy Thomas because he doesn't believe it. Mate, he's brave, Thomas. I'm not putting my finger in the hole. So Jesus, I'm getting distracted. So Jesus dies and he, start, he comes back to his disciples and starts talking to them. So Larissa, can you put us on that, those next Bible verses? So Luke 24, 49. And for those, the Bible is confusing. That has the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right? But they put John in the middle because then, then after John, it's Acts. But Luke and Acts are actually like one story and then they've split it to confuse us. But so if in the Bible you go, oh, Luke 24, then you jump to John. But really in perfect order, it goes from Luke 24 to then Acts chapter 1, right? Just to make sense to us. So... It says, and now I will send, this is Jesus talking to the disciples, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city, everyone say Jerusalem. So stay here in the city Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Hmm. Then we get to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus says again, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And did you know the furthest point from Jerusalem is New Zealand? And there's churches in New Zealand. So we've actually seen the message go to the ends of the earth. In the last 2,000 years since Jesus, we've seen this message go to the very ends of the earth. That is pretty cool. But it says there, Jude, uh, through Jerusalem, through Judea in Samaria, and that's talking about the local areas near you. And I still believe Port Lincoln needs the message of Jesus. I still believe your high school needs the message of Jesus, and we can be the ones that see that take place. The next scripture is going to come up on the screen for us in Acts chapter 2. Now, this is fantastic. So they've waited in Jerusalem. These, there's these disciples that saw Jesus ascend into heaven, which we're going to look at in a few weeks' time. They're, they're waiting in Jerusalem, as Jesus said, and it says this. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Can I tell you... It, there's actually something powerful happens when we gather together. You can be a Christian and not come to church, but you miss something in the gathering. There's something awesome happens when we gather together and, and ha- let Holy Spirit move in our lives. Then suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. I love it. It says everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. And can I tell you one, youth, there's a heavenly language for your life that is for you. It's not just for Esther or just for Claire and the rest of you miss out. It is a gift for each one of us that you can access. If you've never heard of what, what is this heavenly language speaking in tongues? It is simply a prayer language that is a direct line to God. It's, incri- it's heavenly encrypted that not even the devil can understand. And I can show you scripture verses to describe that later. But it's simply something like this. You might hear me in worship going, why is Josh, what is sounds Josh making? I'm using my heavenly language and praying because the Holy Spirit has come upon me that I'm able to activate 
that thing. But on the day of Pentecost, that is when the church was born. When the Holy Spirit was poured out, the church was born. And so Jews, Jews changed their religion and no longer were Jews, but were followers of Jesus. And so their faith was no longer about what they did, but what Jesus did for them. And that was a significant difference. So they went from going, no longer do we do all these rituals and rules, but now Jesus did all of that for us. And they started a new religion, a new faith. And then we get to Acts chapter 2, verses 13, and we're going to read to 21, and it says this. So the people are speaking in tongues, filled with the Holy Spirit. They've got fire on their heads. And it says, uh, the others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. But then Peter stood up and preached and says, uh, to, uh, he says, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. It's much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, everyone say last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Everyone say all. All people. Say, that is me. That is me. Say it like you mean it. That is me. That includes me. I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants. Men and women alike. And they will prophesy if you haven't got the link yet the last days are moses's dream if this moses's dream became a reality in the book of acts in chapter 2 on the day of pentecost moses dream was no longer a dream it was a reality for those people and i believe moses we are living in the last days they have not ended yet the last days have started then and we're living in the last days and that means the holy spirit has been poured out on all of us to be filled with power to do kingdom work on this planet. We, when we get saved, when we get our assurance that we're going to heaven, we no longer live all, we just wait for heaven. It's our job to bring heaven realities onto earth in our lives. And I love that. And so uh, it says that, that in the last days, God will pour out his spirit. Oh, this is a bit heavy. So I want to illustrate this because I think sometimes we can get a false understanding of what the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is. It's, can you, sorry, can you just go back to that for me, uh, Larissa, back to that previous one? It says there, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. But unfortunately, we can often get a misunderstanding of what this pouring out of the Spirit is, right? And we view it like this. So we, we can read Acts chapter 2 like this. So God's going to pour out his spirit upon all people. And we read it like this. Oh, wow, what a pouring. Darcy got a drip. We can read it. Oh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Oh, oh, there, there you go. There, there's a little drip. Oh, oh, Erica, there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Here you go. And we, and oh, it, it spilled onto Claire. But we read it like, like, we get this false understanding that we read it's like, oh, there's only a drip. Oh, only Daniel can receive it. Only Daniel can. And it, but he can only, it's, it's just limited. It's just vague. It, it's not really all encompassing. But can I tell you, we got to crush whatever, what do you call these things? Drippers? Measures? Things? Eye drop? 
we gotta, we got to break that mentality of the scripture where it didn't say, oh, just a little drip for Shell, just a little drip for Daniel. No, it says he's going to pour out his spirit, right? So he's going to pour, he's going to pour out. But it's, the Holy Spirit's not going to get, oh, uh, I might run out. There's 7 billion people. God's not like, there's 7 billion people. I might run out. Oh, here you go. Just a little drip for you, Max. No, he's going, you know, I want to water splash you with a bucket. I want to just damp, pour out. That's what a pouring out is. It's not just this little uh, humility. Oh, Jesus, if it's all right, I want some Holy Spirit. Just give me a drip. No, 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 no. He wants to downpour all over your life. Not like, yeah, I don't, yeah. Does that make sense? That is what the Holy Spirit is. That is what this talks about. Moses' dream wasn't, yeah, let's just drip the goody goodies. No, no, I want an outpouring of my glory on your life that you can believe for something better in those days. And when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, when we get filled with His power, in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. So when you get full of the Spirit, when you get that downpouring on from heaven... We've read, you'll prophesy, you'll get a heavenly language, but all these things will start to sprout up in your life as well. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And these things, when you get that downpour of heaven, when people want to offend you, you go, you know what, I've got joy. I've when, when people are getting you flustered, you know what, I have peace. I'm, no, I'm not fr- frustrated. I'm not flustered. I'm not in a, in, a, in a dire state of mind. No, I have gentleness. I have self-control. These things start to overflow in our lives because we've had that outpouring of the Spirit on our lives. And if the music team want to join me, I want us to, uh, and if we want to stand up right now all across this place, I want to just really pray and believe for us that we can have our own fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit and I don't know some of where all of you sit right now but some of you or as you stand right now but some of you may have the uh the eye drip drop perspective of heaven where you think you know what uh God God doesn't have enough spirit for me God doesn't have the 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 uh, enough to outpour but I want to encourage you in faith tonight to go I'm not gonna let that be my understanding of the heaven realities but I want the bucket I want the bucket of outpouring on my life and so today I want you to take a step of faith if that's you and go we're no longer going to live just content with the drip but we're going to press in and believe for a bucket outpouring and so as we sing this song I want to encourage you if that's you you know what if the Holy Spirit's real I want him Holy Spirit is real and can have an outpouring I want that bucket in my life and so as this song sings come down the front and I want to pray for you and believe that we can see something of the supernatural breakout in your life so